0: Shut
1: up, and sit down. Uh, welcome to another episode of the Super Movie Studies Podcast, a show about comic book movies approached from every angle, and a community of nerds discussing how fiction relates to nonfiction. I'm your comic book host, Michael Maurer, joined by the movie maestro...
0: James Geller
1: The Scientific Scholar? Ben Anderson? And our wonderful guest, uh, Ben's husband.
2: Austin Anderson?
1: <laughs> hey, that's my wife. There it is. <laughs> S- setting you up a little bit. That's my wife, you Also, <laughs> also your first name is Austin, and which can be very mm-hmm. misleading, oh, yeah. as I'm sure you've gotten throughout your entire life.
2: Yeah, when I was a freshman in college, I actually got put in a boys' dorm. Well, did you get paired up with boys yeah. to live with how did they take it were they like whoa they, no because like i went to the uh. table and i was like oh my name's austin perry like i'm here for you know the moving in mm-hmm. and they were like ah, I and i was like yeah i'm not <laughs> want to check fun fact like <laughs> of the day how dare
1: you assume my gender <laughs> <laughs> you get to actually say that shit so, all yeah, the and, time
2: and we have like this music festival at school and i definitely had boys placement sm- me for that so i was just like oh, oh anyway uh
1: Beth's wife is here uh, again
3: wonderful uh blue text please S M S P is your premier movie discussion podcast every week we continue our journey exploring our favorite subject superhero movies Every fan sees the movies differently, so we gather some amateur experts to discuss certain aspects of the film.
0: Whether it's money, comic books, music, science, or getting really old and sad, SMSP talks about it all in this week's episode.
2: Hey to Mr. Mawson.
3: You understand you're trespassing right now, right? I have an easement with the previous owner of your property. <laughs> previous being the operative word.
0: Who's this? The guy telling you to get back in your nice truck and go play okey dickhead somewhere else. Hey, Carl. It looks like Mr. Monson hired some muscle. It looks
3: that way? He's a friend of mine. Friend with a big mouth. I hear that a lot.
0: And you probably hear this, too. More than I'd like. And you know the drill. I'm gonna count to three... And you're gonna start walking away. Yeah, right to this one. One. I have a lawyer now. Two.
2: <slaps> three. Uh, uh. Yeah, right, boss.
0: <coughs> you know the drill. Get the hell out of here. Logan. And yes, there will be spoilers.
1: That's how you actually pronounce it, by the way. Logan. Log-gan. Logan. Logan. Logan phone. All right, first opinions. Uh, <laughs> should we, Should we, we'll we we'll back all the way up, we'll go opposite. Instead of going freshest, we will go least fresh. And I do believe, uh, Skyler, were you able to see this before the midnight premiere due to your position? Before the midnight premiere? I don't know if you, get, if you get to see things before they actually get released, being where you are. I don't know. Oh, um
0: no, I mean, I saw it, um, like, at 7 o'clock the Thursday before, like, the first showing of it.
1: All right, go with that then. Have you seen it twice? I have not. All right, you're the least fresh. Much as I like you. Okay. Um,
0: I have almost nothing but good things to say about Logan. It's the Wolverine movie I think everybody wanted from that character. Um, And it's also a good example of when you just leave a filmmaker alone to do their thing and they can deliver on a film that is both kind of moving and interesting and just really dramatically sound. Um, it did, it, it got a little long for me. I'm not going to deny that. Um, and there are a couple of things that didn't quite jive as much as I want to. But I think on the whole, this is like a whole new level for superhero movies that I'd like to see more from. Uh, Popcorn Austin.
1: Well, you can't popcorn it. We're going least fresh. I'm in an order this time. Uh, <laughs> fed up. Yeah, Set up. Yes, sorry. This labyrinth for me. But thanks
2: for the love, though. That's yeah, nice. That's
1: nice. Um, oh, great. Uh, I would be the least fresh now, as I've seen it twice. But I watched it a second time. Thanks for moving that mic. It's a wonderful sorry, sound. Sorry, <laughs>
2: sorry. I didn't realize. I'm new. I don't even work here. I just show up because I didn't want to fold Ben's laundry. (laughs) Uh,
1: That works. Me too. Or mine. Uh, So I also share the same opinion of, wow, this is an amazing X-Men film. In fact, some people might say it is the greatest X-Men movie to date, and I don't think I could fully refute that. Um, I really liked Days of Future Past and X2, but this movie is, wow. You've got... Like, driving character momentum between your three main characters of different generations. Um, You've, of course, like, X-23, the new generation, Logan aging out of the old generation that we're familiar with, and then Professor X, born of our parents, stuff like that. Um, And then you've got a very uh, compelling enough villain between uh, Donald Pierce, Xander Rice, and X-24... Um, All of them sort of come together into this wonderful mix of different conflicts for each level of character. Um, And then mostly it's this beautiful story that is able to balance drama, gratuitous action that still is kind of tasteful. Once you get past the first fight scene, that was definitely gruesome. That one wasn't as much. Um, And then a mixture of political commentary, straight up uh that is subtle and not so subtle at the same time if you want to say there's moments where you don't understand the full plot of the political commentary and there's moments where you're like wow they're really shoving it down your throat a little bit about this corn syrup shit um but we'll move it's poison. yeah poison. <laughs> we'll move to who wants to go first you both sat at the same time we're,
3: we're going who's the freshest yes when when did you shower today
2: I didn't, you dick. Okay, then I am the freshest. (laughs) Sorry, that's good. Um, I did really like this movie, although I am not one for gratuitous amounts of violence. Um, I really liked it because it was dark, and I thought it took it in a direction that most, like, none of the X Men movies have really gone before. And also, if you like, did not tear up a little bit with the little with Laura being like, "Daddy, no!" Like when Wolverine, oh by the way, spoiler, dies, um, <laughs> then you aren't human. And I really liked the bit at the end where they had the funeral and she made the cross and X. Like I was like, "Damn, that was good." <laughs> it was like a really solid. It was a really solid moment by everybody. I don't know. You
1: just didn't see it coming. You're like, oh, a cross on a grave, right? It's what you put on a grave.
2: Well, and he never specifically said, oh, I'm an X-Man. Yeah, like, or,
1: or I'm a Christian. Like, why is there right. a cross on the grave? You question it for just a second. You, and then she tips it over and you're like...
2: There's oh. a lot of questions. <laughs> my main, actually, my main question also is, while we were watching this movie, there's a woman sitting to the right of oh, me. Oh, yeah. And literally every time, like, for example, anytime somebody got, like, decapitated really brutally or, like, um, like when... Weird young Wolverine got like driven onto those spikes and then his half his head shot was blown off. The eyeball. Yeah. Anytime something like that, like where everyone kind of goes, oh, like a oh, little, like a little bit of an intake of breath, yeah. She laughed. <laughs> like, like you could hear it echo around the theater. Like, and it <laughs>
3: wasn't like the uncomfortable, like, I don't know how to react to this, so my body <laughs> like, is going to and laugh. It, like, oh, oh. And oh. it
2: happened often enough that I was just like, what? is wrong with you (laughs) like Like, at the end when laura like blew young wolverine's head off she laughed like loudly and we were all and like you like there was very much a sense in the movie theater of like this isn't funny (laughs) like
1: (sighs) not the right emotion like Like, forget
3: forget charles xavier this woman's brain is a weapon of mass destruction
2: (laughs) yeah like Like, like, there's
3: something not right with her
2: like i mean i definitely had a few oh my moments although honestly my biggest oh my moment was when logan was driving that like those drunk girls around and she's like hey driver and flashing my was like oh dear (laughs) that's what really did it for me i was just like ah boobs why why are we here what why did we get here but yeah there i had some continuity issues like michael was kind enough to clean Clear up the whole like corn syrup thing for me because I had like a real big issue with that. You
1: guys were like in a domestic dispute when I came over. It was, <laughs> there was no dispute. You were very steamed at each other. I was, or not. she was steamed at you, and you I was were pretty just, steamed. You, at you were not. You were not. You were not helping the scenario. Why would <laughs> why would be, you be steamed with ben, me? Tell us about Logan. We will yeah. we will elaborate more once we're done with first. Logan opinions. is a. It might be the best
3: someone said the best X-Men movie it might just be the best superhero movie okay and it might just be like the best movie like you could make an argument for it just being like one of the best movie movies yeah Yeah. um a compelling plot with characters that I give a shit about yes so it's already be about every Marvel movie (laughs) the (laughs) there are like real consequences for the characters actions in a way that doesn't happen in Marvel movies um, <laughs> where like
1: you never see Hawkeye with a bruise, mm. you know? Oh, when Logan wakes up in that veterinary office and you look at all the marks from X-24, you're like, hoo, hoo. that was definitely the moment where I audibly both times I watched this went, whoa, because it yeah. is just, just huge gash marks across like, his
3: chest. I'm a big fan of violence in movies. <laughs> And this movie uses violence and gore perfectly, yeah to like oh,
1: yeah. heighten the dramatic whatever because like Wolverine could die yeah and, and Wolverine, they had the same thing, but it's just that tension wasn't there you yeah. still knew like he's not gonna die like he'll get his healing factor like, back
3: like he'll like yeah he gets punched in the stomach and then you see like they zoom in on his stomach, you know knitting itself back together and you're like, okay. Uh, he can't be killed, so nothing matters. But in this, like, all the violence well, no, serves yeah. to tell the story.
1: Yeah. And, like I said, yeah, because the, they tried to do the same thing in The Wolverine, right? Where they got rid of his healing factor. But even then, it didn't really work. Because you didn't, like, it was PG 13. <laughs> like,
2: they, they couldn't actually show
1: enough violence for that.
3: Yeah. To have an impact. Mm. All right. Emotionally. So, yeah, this movie's perfect. <laughs> and I I wish I wasn't stuck in the theater with a sociopath. Yeah. Or real. psychopath. It was
2: just really weird. Socio. It was just. Sociopath. Very yeah. Very strange. I was just like. She seemed she... to
3: delight in the most brutal violence.
2: And that was just, it was very weird.
1: Unsettling to be next well, to you. Well, and it was just
2: like every time. Like some of it, yeah, like some of it's like it's really shocking. So you giggle. Or, like, That's whatever. That's your defense mechanism? But, but you got to the point where I was just like, you're laughing. Like
3: she, yeah. she. It wasn't an uncomfortable giggle where you don't know
1: how to react. Like, it was, oh, like, it was, was, was like
2: a delighted laugh. She
1: was, like, delighting in, like...
2: She was a baby that got chocolate. Carnage. Like
1: Ooh. All right. So we had a production budget of $97 million on Logan. What did we end up with domestically?
0: Uh, so much more. So, so much more. Uh, domestically, as of this recording... With the movie still in theaters, obviously, uh, we're sitting at two hundred and five point six million dollars. So that's over double,
2: yeah. The budget, not a bad swan uh, song, yeah.
1: Oh no,
0: and then adds that uh, the foreign gross, which is three hundred and sixty four point two million dollars, and you bring it all around to five hundred and sixty nine point nine million.
1: That's Whoa. a fucking hit. Yeah. Well I remember seeing I remember reading the paper and like it got in the local paper it was like Wolverine opens up to an eighty three million dollar weekend and I went, Holy shit? Really? Eighty three million dollars for a rated arm like triple sequel to a film? Nobody watched the Wolverine really.
2: Yeah.
1: Um <laughs> so like where's the momentum for this one? It's like it's be it's momentum off of Deadpool.
2: Hugh Fucking Jackman.
1: Yeah.
0: The, the humor? I was gonna say, if uh, Deadpool didn't uh, wreck the concept, then this one was the one that's like, "Hey, ratings mean nothing. Mm, no, absolutely nothing. Yeah, definitely not. Or maybe they do because that's probably why people turned out for it. Sure,
1: yeah, that's something
2: too. something different.
1: Like it's dark. It's fun that the superhero genre has actually transcended into like its own subgenre mm. of mm-hmm. like brutally violent superhero films. Like, oh, now yeah. we are getting those movies. We are yep. getting... There's,
0: like, fluff, and there's, like,
1: down and dark, violent ones. Yeah.
2: I would enjoy a middle-of-the-line one. Because, like, there was just so much blood, I was just like, oh, my. Like, but, oh, dear. I, I was, guess. like, clutching my pearls. I, I'm not a very squeamish <laughs> person, but, I was, like, that's one of the reasons I did not enjoy Deadpool as much as I could have. Because I was just like, at one point, I was like, you just, like, shot a dude in the dick for no reason... To so get a laugh. Well, yeah, from the one bitch who I sat through a movie with, but, like, <laughs> not for me. <laughs> all
1: right, all right, all right. Any oh, more relativizing good. facts about the money? Oh, hell yeah. It, uh,
0: right now it is the fifth biggest X-Men film uh, in the U.S., right behind X2, Days of Future Past, The Last Stand, and Deadpool. Uh, it's $88 million weekend, Ooh. opening weekend uh is just behind uh Days of Future Past and I think there's um Last Stand in Deadpool above that too uh and then for the worldwide numbers it is third behind Days of Future Past and Deadpool and it'll inch up right probably next to uh Days of Future Past by the time it's out of theaters.
1: Mm. So. Yeah, I don't think it'll overtake it but dang um well for, it's out of main theaters around here so it's just like at this point the money's probably isn't rolling in as hard as it was when it first came out but still no, but it's still solid, in the solid top numbers. 10. yeah
0: like it, w- it won't be out of the top 10 until like the end of april
1: yeah till like, we get to see those guardians and wonder woman mm, um yeah
0: i mean this uh this past week was it's what fourth weekend or something it's still bringing in 10.4 million dollars
1: yeah, it's just that there's so many movies coming out now. It's just crazy. Um, I
3: well, mean, when 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 you're in a theater against Boss Baby, like you're not going to be making a whole lot.
2: <laughs> so I should not ask you to take me to Boss Baby. No, I will settle for uh, it. Had and the beast. to fight
1: Beauty and the Beast. I will settle, which for is Beauty a and the beast. beast.
2: Oh, funny! Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Also, by the way, Laura, the little girl in the film. Girl had some great side eye. Like just, mm, like when Keen. she like grabbed her backpack from Logan, she, like basically, like, I mean, all that was missing was like the hand gesture to the throat, like, I'll cut you. Like, <laughs> literally. <laughs> Give me my fucking backpack.
1: Yeah. When, yeah. They write introducing Daphne Keene and you're like, who's this Daphne Keen chick?
2: And when she shows up and you were like, oh, girl is throwing shade and they're in the <laughs> desert. She's the only tree around. Like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I even leaned over to Ben and I was like, that side. And he just, like, kind of gave me a look, and I don't know. You're like, that's it, that's it!
3: <laughs> I gave you a look that said, you know I don't like people talking in movie theaters.
1: <laughs> I <don't> know. <laughs> Oh, shit. That's good. All right. So let's move on to the comic books. I've got a fair amount to say about this one, even though I thought I wasn't going to. I turned out to have actually researched a lot more than I anticipated. Um, So this is roughly based on the Old Man Logan concept. Uh, There was an Old Man Logan um, limited series that ran for about eight issues uh, by Mark Miller and Steve McNiven in 2008. Um, It chronicled the events of Wolverine after a calamitous day where all the supervillains organized and murdered the majority of active heroes. Uh, The world was then carved into different pieces for Dr. Doom, Magneto, eventually taken over by Kingpin, uh, Red Skull, who was calling himself the president, and Abomination, whose territory was eventually taken over by Hulk. Uh, Wolverine teams up with a now-blind Hawkeye, still can shoot like a motherfucker though, all he's got to do is hear. Uh, to courier a mysterious package cross-country and involves a lot of gruesome and graphic violence, as is the Mark Miller-Steve McNiven team is known for. Uh, the Hulk is a hillbilly with tons of kids because he fucks She-Hulk all day long. Um, Mark Miller likes to do that kind of fucked up shit. Uh, like tons of kids. And they're all green and gross and hillbillyish. Um, Old Man Logan is actually back in an ongoing series and pulled into the main Marvel continuity and is one of the two, uh, three Wolverine stand-ins since the main Logan of Marvel six one six death two years ago. Um,
0: On on the uh, topic of Old Man Logan, the book, how great a concept and how terrible an execution...
1: (laughs) I liked the book. I thought it was, you know, it's, it's like when you, you expect something from Mark Miller and if you go in with that expectation and that's like, you're okay with it, it turns out to be a good story and a good book. If you are not ready for that, you're going to fucking hate it. <laughs> Mark Miller does not hold back. Not at all. Not even in the slightest. Uh, inbred Hulks. Yeah. Inbred Hulks. That may, may I say more, um, and, like, to hear about why Logan doesn't pop his claws anymore is pretty freaking terrifying as well. I will leave that to you, though. Uh, next up, the mutant kids. All of them are uh, original to the film with the exception of Richter. Richter is the only one. Uh, premiered in X-Factor number 17 in 1987 by the husband and wife duo Louise Simonson and Walt Simonson. Um, he is mostly known for his, the first on-page kiss of X-Factor teammate Shatterstar became uh, Marvel's first mainstream continuity same-sex kiss in 2009, uh, really pushing those gay rights. And so he's uh, some more background information on him. Richter is first introduced as a captive of an anti-mutant organization manipulating his tremor-causing powers to create earthquakes in San Francisco. He is rescued by the X-Factor team, which is the reform team of the five original X-Men, and agrees to become one of their wards or protégés. Uh, moved around as a side character on many different teams, including New Mutants, X-Factor Again, X-Corporation. His greatest development came from being an active member on X-Factor Investigations, despite being depowered. He was a detective. Even though he has been inactive in comics for nearly 30 years, most X-Men fans mainly recognize him... uh, I'm sorry, most non-devoted X-Men fans mainly recognize him as being one of Marvel's few openly gay characters kind of his his staple mark i don't really know too much about him outside of that fact really um maybe that's just me maybe maybe i'm emulating what all other comic books are like because that's what i know because you're also not a huge x-men fan not a huge x-men fan very convoluted plots really hard to keep up with there's like eight books that you have to buy in order to fucking keep track of the story it's crazy um, moving on to Xander Rice, premiered in X-23 number 1, 2005. Chris Yost, Craig Kyle, and Billy Tan. Here's something fun. I like this guy's story. Xander's father, Dale Rice, was a scientist who worked on the first Weapon X project and was murdered by an escaping Wolverine. Xander was never able to fully get over his father's death. He followed uh, Pa's footsteps into Weapon X and was made the co-head of the X-23 project along with Dr. Kinney. Its goal, produce a controllable and more lethal clone of Wolverine. Kinney and Rice did not get along on the project, and tensions were raised when Kinney produced a female clone embryo versus an exact male one. Rice was furious with this decision, was able to take, uh, take out a part of that rage by manipulating Kinney into being the clone's surrogate mother. Um, During X-23's development, though, Rice's resentment of her could not be hindered as uh, he exposed her to many inhumane practices on the project, including, but not limited to, triggering her her mutant healing factor early with massive early-onset exposure to radiation. Performing the adamantium bonding process without anesthesia and conditioning her to go into a berserker rage every time she was exposed to a specific scent, which would be labeled the trigger scent. Dr. Kinney, appalled by Xander's actions, was able to get X-23 to murder Dr. Rice. Uh, although Xander got the last laugh because he slipped the trigger scent into Kinney's hair, therefore upon returning to her mother, X-23 slaughtered her in an uncontrollable bloody rage. Christ. It's <laughs> yeah. Triggered. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Moving on to our last two characters, we have Donald Pierce, Uncanny X-Men, number 132, 1980, Chris Claremont, John Byrne. This dumb asshole was born in (laughs) Philadelphia. You can stop there. (laughs) So, like, the Boyd Holbrook Southern Gentleman accent, it's like, fucking, this is Yeah, he
2: switched accents, like, three different times. (laughs) It was actually really funny, because I was like, wait a minute, he's not British? Because then, when they were at the factory- fucking shit up he was like speaking an american accent and then he went back to like a weird like southern accent and then he went to like an east coast accent and i was like where the fuck are you from <laughs> picking pick somewhere like i don't care where it is like yeah. just whatever that
1: was the only comical part i had about the movie was was... boyd holbrook's entire performance
2: <laughs> also with the name like donald i'm sorry but you're not striking uh-huh. fear into the hearts of your enemies you're just making me think of donald duck
1: <laughs> or john <laughs>
2: All right. His first
1: appearance uh, was as a high-ranking member of the inner circle of the Hellfire Club with the title White Bishop. Of course. (laughs) The Hellfire Club was a secret society of high-class mutants obsessed with Illuminati ambitions at world domination. You know, ruling everything from the shadows kind of thing. Uh, Pierce is actually a genocidal mutant hater and only sought access into the club in order to kill all the members, which are powerful mutants. Pierce himself is not a mutant, but actually, of course, a cyborg with four cybernetic limbs. Not confirmed, but his limbs were lost in a battle with Cable over the control of Albania. As I was trying to look up how he lost his, his arms and legs, and that's the best I could really find, and it's not that clear. Uh, Eventually, he was found out and imprisoned. Uh, Upon liberation, he forms a group of cyborgs, because you know he got to make a club, known as the Reavers, including Lady Deathstrike. Um, Follows with a long career of mutant murdering plots and conflicts with various X Men teams, and even fighting the Hellfire Club. (sighs) This dumb asshole. Sorry, Donald (laughs) Pierce is. It's just like there's so many mutant genocidal maniacs in the X Men universe. It's like now there's a dude that's got a robot arm.
2: So he is a mutant.
1: No, no. A mutant hater.
2: Oh, oh, well that's original. That's nice. Mm, exactly. And he went by the name of White Bishop.
3: <laughs> he did.
2: Fancy. Uh, the whitest. That's different. Was his
3: middle name Power? <laughs>
2: <White> Donald Power <laughs> Pierce. <laughs> what a ter- wow! His parents were.
1: <laughs> no, I mean clearly White did, Power Bishop. White, did White not Power care. Bishop. Yes, I thought White she. Power <laughs> Bishop. Yes. Uh, finally, X twenty three was not a comic book character. She premiered in X Men Evolution Season 3, Episode 11 in the episode X 23 in 2003, created by Craig Kyle. Yeah, well. Uh, Implanted into the comic books a year later in a book called NYX, I think. Um,. She was created to be a young version of Wolverine because the show had young versions of the X-Men, except certain characters like Professor X, Storm, and Wolverine were all still adults. But like Cyclops, Nightcrawler, Jean Grey, mm-hmm. Iceman were all teenagers at the school. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Craig Kyle's like, well, I want a young Wolverine uh, to, or to sort of appeal to the kids with the Wolverine aspect. Uh, I described her comic origin in Rice's description a bit. Uh, That was mostly the X-23 comic book origin. Uh, She was also to be noted as the 23rd attempt at a Wolverine clone, hence the number. in In her mother's dying breath... Uh, she shows Laura Kinney, which is uh, X-23's real name, how to find the Xavier Institute. And after that, she becomes a bit of a nomad uh, involving a stint in New York where she worked as a prostitute catering to sadomasochistic clients. Lots of adventures with not only the X-Men, but various Marvel big leagues, including Spider-Man, Captain America, and Daredevil. Currently... um. Following the events of Secret Wars in 2015, she took over the mantle of Wolverine, sporting a costume similar to her genetic father. Mostly her defining trait as a character is actually um, explained by Craig Kyle as being a Pinocchio of an X-Men. She is a samurai sword trying so hard to be a real girl, is a quote. Um, And that is a theme and journey beautifully depicted in the film.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like, literally, because she doesn't, like, for the first half of the film, you're like, ah, we don't know if she talks. Like, I mean, after Charles died, I was like, it's going to be a really quiet film. Like, <laughs> and then. Richter. And then she started screaming in Spanish, and Ben was like, ah, I and she's like,
1: that. aha. Oh, you
3: can translate that? Uh, the gist of it was, like, Logan was like, what the hell you talk? And she's like, yo, fuck off, old man. Oh, really? Like, my mom died you're like coming to my life out of nowhere i have no idea who you are you show up my mom's dead you're always yelling at me like (laughs) no shit i'm not gonna talk to you
1: oh okay like that that was the general gist of it okay and then she started chanting the names yeah Mm -hmm. good stuff yeah thank you i was well i was hoping someone could translate that down i was very interested in that giant rant um but that's all I got for comic books. We can move on into music.
0: Oh yeah. So if you recall you know, back in our early days, we uh one of our very first episodes was um The Wolverine, mm. also done by James Mangold. Also scored by uh Marco
1: Beltrami. Beltrami.
0: Beltrami. Who uh does the music for this movie.
1: We um, we yeah. ragged on that score for literally a year. We
0: uh, if I yeah, if I recall correctly, we were not particularly kind to it. Uh something along the lines of it was boring as fuck.
1: It's <laughs> some of the most boring <laughs> shit I've ever heard in a superhero movie.
0: Yep. Maybe it was the clips I, I dug up, maybe sure. not. Yeah. But whatever. The impression was not positive. hmm Okay, so rewind however many years later and we're fast forward? Yes, thank you.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Back to the future. Back to the future. Rewind so far
1: (laughs) that you come out the other side. (laughs) And we're now in 2017, Logan is released, and we hear a new Marco Beltrami score.
0: We do, and guess what? It's nothing like the first one. Okay. Okay.
1: Pretty good. Thank
0: God for that.
1: All right. Well, let's let's get our first example out of the way so people know what we're talking about.
0: All right. Main titles for Logan. I think of when I hear this score, I think of titties. Kitties <laughs> are so cute, <laughs> unlike this movie. He, he yeah, did that.
2: Michael not... definitely said tits, yeah, like wrong, as in boobs. Wrong but... consonant oh. there. <laughs> I mean, I suppose okay. in the right light they can be cute. I don't know. <laughs> if you're really right, into I that mean, sort of thing.
0: Well,
1: I just tried to be that's... funny and that ended up being way funnier. <laughs> you're welcome. No, what do you think of? Uh, I think
3: of Hurt by Johnny Cash featuring Nine Inch Nails.
1: Sure. I
0: think of Western-set neo-noir drama. Mm. And hey, guess what? (laughs) That's
1: what it is?
0: (laughs) That's exactly what this movie is. Whereas you try and go back to The Wolverine, and it's like, uh, what genre is this movie again? Yeah. it doesn't have identity to it.
2: This
0: movie is like strong in genre and thus the music is stronger.
2: Reminds me of No Country for Old Men. Yeah. It just Ooh,
0: Lots of that. Mm. Yeah.
2: Like, or like kind of also with um, oh, there's a space movie recently. I know that doesn't help, but... <laughs>
1: there's plenty of those. Um, Matthew McConaughey was in it. Interstellar. 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 I was
2: like, Invictus. This not correct. Nothing like Interstellar. It remi- No, it doesn't sound like it, but it reminds me of the same kind of thing. Like, somebody going on a journey and, like, there's a lot of... I can see it. ...deep searching. Don't give me that face. You live with me.
0: Parental angst.
2: Yeah. Like, there's just a lot of, like, you can feel it building to something, but you can't see it happening. Like, it's not... Like, yes, there were very intense action scenes, but there were also a lot of, like, desert. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Also, they never seemed to leave the desert. Both, and, like... Both... till totally they got to South Dakota. One
3: similarity and between... They, but
2: then they... Like, it still felt very deserty, And I guess forest. I've never been to South Dakota. Also, I'm sorry. They were in South Dakota, correct? Yeah.
1: North Dakota. North Dakota. Sorry. I was, I
2: was going to say, I was like, how the fuck did they cross into Canada? Like, that's <laughs> yeah. some...
1: My bad. My bad. I was
2: like, unless North Dakota stuff. North Dakota made good on their promise and just like left. Like <laughs> peace out.
0: Just <laughs> one big Dakota. There
2: <laughs> <laughs> one. Oh,
3: Both this and Interstellar do have a couple absurdly large cornfields.
2: <laughs> a lot of corn Ooh, in the future. That was
0: a lot of corn. All right. Yeah. What's our next yeah. track? Our next track is called Eternum. It is um it's pegged as uh, Laura's theme for the film. Mm. And it uses an instrument I do not hear very often in movies anymore. Try and pick it up. Hey guys, how do we make people
1: weep in the theaters? Harmonica. Well,
0: oh, I've got this harmonica in my pocket.
2: Done. <laughs> Don't pretend that you guessed that. I guessed that. Yeah, you
1: said accordion,
3: bitch. I was trying to throw you guys off.
2: Oh, we were actually having a, a little debate
1: off the air while that was happening. Like, what is
2: it? What is it? Oh, ooh, a game.
1: Ooh.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I was like, harmonica.
1: <laughs> totally a harmonica.
2: I hate harmonicas.
1: <laughs> well.
2: <gasps> you can pick it out of a crowd. <laughs> and this
0: is and that's why you don't hear it in very many movies.
2: It it did um, accomplish it though. It was very sad. It's like it
0: a- was really sad. It's like Beltrami is sticking to like sad, lonely piano and harmonica music and it totally works for this movie. And it makes me feel bad for all the bad things I said. Mm, about I never thought of this the movie. movie
3: as a western oh definitely but it oh, definitely it totally is Oh, I
2: thought you were going to be like I didn't, I didn't think this movie was sad and I was going to be like did we go to the same movie It's a, like, as soon as they showed Shane in the hotel like that's um, the movie
1: yeah. still being shown in 2029 as if mm-hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> like that's when I was like ah sh- western parallels got it <laughs>
2: Well, and they never left the desert, like yeah. <laughs> except for the end when they were still in like kind of craggy mountains.
1: Yeah, well, they were in a farm, kind of. Yeah, they were in a cornfield. Yeah,
2: and that I'd still
1: felt like a desert, though. Still
2: felt like a desert. It was very flat.
1: Yeah. All right. Americana. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then for this last uh, track, Loco Logan, as expected, Beltrami gets a little crazy. I don't know if it's this track in particular, but I know when they had the uh, the car chase away from the little compound in Mexico by the train tracks, there were some crazy piano, like non-harmonic things going on with that that my girlfriend and I looked over at each other like, what is going on with this music?
1: Okay, here we go.
0: that clip was good because all I ended up hearing was
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good no yeah it was it was rocking some rocking stuff um I mean I don't think Marco Beltrami is known for his action music per se um he's definitely intends to go the sadder route and so far we've mentioned that to be hit or miss with this being a definite hit when it comes to yes. that dude should just like find modern Westerns and I guess score all those, except nobody makes Westerns anymore. Really? What's the last oh, Western to come out? Oh, the hateful
3: uh, hell eight. Or
1: high water. Oh, so, Ooh, hell, okay.
0: And the magnificent seven.
1: And the oh. ridiculous six. Uh, well, that is not a Western. That is a comedy.
0: <laughs> well, two of those three were actually really good.
1: So <laughs> fair enough. I'm um, sorry. I'm sorry. I forgot <laughs> about magnificent seven.
0: Yes. Um, but on the same uh, topic, his uh, probably his most prominent score, and I think one that he got an Academy Award nomination for, was the uh, remake of 310 to Yuma about ten years ago. So. Definitely.
1: Good movie. Oh, yeah. All right. We got more music stuff for me, Sky Guy? No, I'm done. I'm done today. Are you actually done, or are you saying, I'm done, but I actually need to say one more thing?
0: No, I think I'm actually done
1: for once. all right, fair enough. Hey. All right, Um, and that's going to move us along into the science section. Science. She blinded me. She did. With science. With the claws. With the
0: claws.
2: (laughs) With the claws. The clients. The claws. Also, sorry, I thought it was so funny when they tried to get out of the Mexican compound and they couldn't get through the fence because right before they hit it, I was like, I wonder if they'll make it through. Like it'd be really funny if they just like bounced back.
3: That's that's the moment that like fully won me over and I was like, "Yes, a realistic superhero movie." Because in every other Marvel movie, like in a Marvel movie, they would just crash right on through. Yeah. And instead this they get stuck in the fence cuz that's what would actually happen. You <laughs> would get stuck in a fucking fence. And then they use that moment to do a bit of storytelling and then they use the they tear the fence apart and then they use that in a creative way in the next action sequence. Yes.
2: Yeah. It was very. It was very elegant. But I was just like, that's funny. <laughs> like, also, I was like, damn, that like. Chrysler's doing some good shit in 2024, whenever <laughs> in they made that. that. Like, I was like, it's very stylish and apparently it can hold up to a lot of bullets. Well done. <laughs> that's, that's honestly like you got to get your He your did his fucking and, research. Like, yeah. He was like, ah, I, need to, I need a car that like you can cruise in, but you can also like cruise It needs in. to go
3: 140 miles what? an hour in case I need to break through a chain link fence. <laughs> <laughs> it needs to be able to you know be shot. Close range with a shotgun and still look hella good. <laughs> fair enough. It's like the Blues Brothers car.
1: Yeah. Like, I mean, like, <laughs> honestly, that's that's the best ad for Chrysler in a movie I've seen in a long time. Mm. Even though this movie was an ad for Ford. Let's be honest.
2: Mm. Anyway, I'm sorry, dear. Please dazzle us. There's some pretty prominent science. Ford logos. Oh, fair enough. Oh,
3: yeah. Uh, so I We're getting to the point in the show where I have very little to talk about because we're brainstorming topics and I was like- Everything we thought of is like, oh, we did that. Oh, we did that. Well, <laughs>
1: 108 episodes, it's at this point it's okay to sort of revisit certain topics if need be. But uh, there's a few, still a couple nuggets still, here. Still a couple. Um, most notably, bone stunting. Yeah. Um, bone, uh, because like Wolverine had Weapon X Adamantium put on him as an adult. Yep. Right? Fully grown individual. You put metal on your bones and like that's going to hurt like a bitch. Mm-hmm. And he's got a healing factor that's sort of like anytime there's a rip and tear internally, it supposedly heals him. And then in the movie, it sort of causes poisoning over a long period of time. Yep. Um, X-23, though, different story. Yes, still very young,
3: still growing. And if you encase your bones in metal, it's going to be hard for them to grow.
1: Yeah, your healing factor doesn't push <laughs> the hardest metal known to a fictional universe. Yeah. So
3: you're going to, you know, if you, it's like having an exoskeleton. Like snakes and crabs and stuff shed their skin. Well, no. Shakes shed their skin for different reasons. But like insects shed their skin because their insides are growing, mm. but their outside skeleton, their shell, does not. And so every so often they need to molt and grow a new mm-hmm. exterior shell. And if mm. they didn't do that, their insides would continue to grow until they died. Yeah, because they would just you know, yeah. all get Batman all get compressed in a up. Coat. Yeah, she's, exactly. She's gonna <laughs> and I
1: wonder like she's gonna look pretty fucked up in about a year. Yeah. Well, and she's got yeah.
2: the blood poisoning to look forward to, so that'll be really exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There. Yeah. Uh, um, yes. So, but like, no.
1: your arms are supposed to get longer, but they're not. And, like, yeah. your your whole, f- you're not going to get any taller. Her yep.
2: organs are just going to get too big.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Unless they learn to get small, which would be a weird healing factor side effect.
2: Maybe, yeah. Maybe the... Now,
0: who's the eagle-eyed person who noted that they put it on just, like, the joints as opposed to the whole bones?
1: Huh? Hmm. <sighs> See, the thing is... When I was looking into this a little bit, um, on the official Logan website, there's actually a feature to use like a little cursor circle and do an x-ray over the two characters. It's weird. Look it up. What a Um, strange detail. Yes, but on the official Logan website, X-23's adamantium skeleton does encase her entire natural skeleton. It's
0: fucking oh, okay, so she's stupid.
1: stupid. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. It's... Now they could have rescinded that information and been like, "Well, we just posted some dumb shit that would have been good to fans online," kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. yeah. definitely what they actually did. Yes, and then said, "Yes, okay, just the joints, or like she doesn't have adamantium inside of her, just the claws." Like, yeah. in which case if it's just the claws, like the claws already don't make any fucking sense. <laughs> so we talked about that on Wolverine Origins. I think so, yes. Mhm. Because like you have nowhere to put the fucking claw. Especially now that you're adding the foot claw.
2: I thought that was in her shoe for like a solid minute. <laughs> and then I was like, Oh, it's probably part of her foot. Yeah. Like, but I was just like that seems so useless. Which, and I love how they tried to rationalize it. They were like, well, she's like a lioness. And I was like, shut up, Charles. Yeah,
1: that's bullshit.
2: You are a weapon of mass destruction that doesn't realize.
1: Wait, like, he was actually
3: being serious. I thought he was actually just, you know, senile. No,
2: I, he <laughs> was he actually being serious. Like, he was like, no. Because use you're it a for...
1: female. The defensive but, yeah. clause. It's for defensive. And
2: I was like, oh, that's really, like, sweet of you to, like... Try and rationalize this to a girl who probably didn't realize this was weird until she left the weird place where she <laughs> was like, ah, not all children have weird shit going on, shit happening, like, fancy. <laughs> so. like
0: some of them just throw tantrums in bookstores.
1: Uh. Weird <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Sounds personal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and no, not at all. So that's, I mean, that's all you really got to say about that topic is shit, man. Yeah. Fucked up. Oh. If if that is the entire skeleton, like, what if it were just joints? Would you be okay? Could you, like your bones sort of grow around adamantium joints?
3: Um, I don't know enough about sure. how bones grow to
0: answer that. Yep. Fair enough.
3: But Never. Don't I'm ask them even a
1: question they don't know.
0: I'm yep. guessing if they didn't uh, cover the plates area of the bones that you know do the growing. Oh yeah, you it might have, be okay.
3: Yeah, there are. Yeah, you have parts of your body called growth plates. Mm. They're special bones that enable your bones to grow.
2: The growth plates enable your bones to grow? Yeah. That's nice.
3: And uh, if you break one of those, it's real bad. Like, it's the worst kind of
1: bone to break. Ooh, no thanks. Um, So I guess let's move on to the last big topic then. Yeah, corn syrup and shit. Corn syrup and shit. Because I feel as if I have to reiterate what was missing from a lot of people's first- watch through of the movie I didn't catch on this in my first watch through and I caught it in on my second and this is hearkening back to the argument I walked in on the, the the Mary Todd Lincoln to Abraham like just shit flying through the air when I walked into the Anderson home
2: <laughs> of Nor- yeah I was saltier than the sea because my biggest issue with this film was I was like okay so they've had 25 years to isolate the X gene which is fine like you like okay yeah. cool, you can isolate the gene that's great My biggest thing was I was like, how on earth did they go, all right, we got to... Get it out of the entire population. I'm like, man, that's really hard. Like, what are you going to do mm-hmm. to make sure that you hit every single person? Because that's what you have to do in order to make sure that this gene is not passed on. Like, you can't let one person slip through the cracks. Otherwise, like, ah, God damn it. Now I got to hunt down a whole other strain of people. Yep. And like, even if you had the weird sniffer albino guy whose name I can't remember, I, say, oh, I was going to say Calidium or something. That was close. <clears throat> um, like, even if you, like, oh, like maybe I tracked down a mutant a week. Yeah. That's. An unrealistic number and not like and you have to cover theoretically the whole world because you can't tell me that like there wouldn't be some secret underground society of mutants like outside the United States being like all right to be fair I mean I think they kind of touched on that with Canada and being like come here like you have asylum it's waiting there's people syrup. (laughs) it's very exciting so let's 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 bring up the multiple examples of breaking
1: down why all the mutants are gone it's All all
3: hidden in the background
1: it's all hidden in the background and i didn't really catch it till my second read all right so first example radio conversation they're talking about um mutants blah 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 and then the radio announcer goes but tell me tom it's 2029 why are we still talking about mutants Okay. Well, we're still talking about them. Right. So now we've got this example or this background of all the mutants are gone. um no more Or at mutants. the very
2: least, like they're old news. Like yes. there's, n- they're not special anymore. And then why? yeah
1: Logan and Charles having a conversation where they say um, Logan says there hasn't been a new mutant born in 25 years. We were mm-hmm. the last, Charles. Um, yeah. And so you go. Well, why did this happen? All right, more background information. Now we are at the gas station. Above the gas station is a giant ad for a energy drink or a energy styled looking drink called Hypno. Two for seven ninety nine or some yeah, shit. I
2: think you see Laura uh, like buy la- a Hypno. She- well, well, not buy it. She takes one out of the fridge yeah. and drinks it because I remember thinking that's a very <laughs> strange choice. Like, yes,
3: like is this product placement
1: for a brand I've never heard of? Exactly. Yeah, I was just like
2: that's a weird choice for an energy drink. But you anyway, would, you, I mean,
1: you could put Monster in there easily and just like take the money from Monster,
2: or at the very least, like just sort of a, I mean, like allude to it or whatever. But sure, like color. But they said, yeah,
1: they said hypno. All right, um, And you're like, oh, hypno, that's a weird thing. Now we get to the big conversation where it starts to come all together. Uh, Logan and I forget the man's name of the family that they were staying with are walking through the cornfield. And the man, and he's like, well, what's up with all this corn? What's it go? He's like, it's corn syrup. They make it for corn syrup goes into everything everything you eat everything you drink used to be that people who had a bad day just had a bad day now you can have any kind of thing you want you can just drink whatever you want and you won't have a bad day anymore they make you feel good i don't know the exact lines but basically he's saying people drink these things that nullify the feelings of bad days because people just got so depressed
2: it was a strange enough line that i was like wait a minute like because it was so not awkward how it was delivered, but the premise behind it, he was like, yeah, I used to just have a bad day. And I was like, you can still just have a bad day. know nope. it's 2029, 20, but...
1: People don't have bad days. They nullify it. Yeah.
2: So like they made it weird enough that you were like, what?
1: Yep. And all these drinks that make you feel good. All right. So now every... Now we've created this sort of setup where everybody in the world, or at least in America, is drinking these energy drinks that are made in mass quantities of high fructose corn syrup. We get to the final conversation between Logan and Dr. Xander Rice where Donald Pierce is like, you be careful there, man. I can't do this accent. It's shitty. Um, Like, you're you're talking to the man who's responsible for the entire genocide of your entire species. And you're like, what? How? What did he do? Like, is this legacy virus reference? Me as a comic book nerd going yeah. that way? And Xander Rice is like, well, no. We had to. F- we realized that we were a threat of being weeded out by Homo Superior, the mutant X gene. All right. So we needed to isolate that gene, and we needed a way to distribute an elimination of that gene to the entire populace. So they. Put it in the corn syrup.
2: Yeah, so we could control it. And I was like, you're not controlling it. You're weaponizing it. Don't be a dick.
1: Yes. So they completely destroyed the mutant X gene. They made it completely sterile. Mm. All right? Through making everyone drink these... All you had to do was like drink one or two drinks or something like that. That's the best guess. And you were sterilized. Your X gene didn't work. It wouldn't just be the drinks, though, because corn syrup... Is in
3: everything. everything. You yes. you grab you go to your kitchen right now, listeners. You grab a thing off the shelf and you look at the ingredients. Better than fifty percent chance there's corn syrup as like the second or third ingredient. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it, absolutely right. It's in everything. So if you can find a way to deliver like gene modification through corn syrup
1: somehow. Yeah, um, it's the future. I couldn't. Sure. Like, G- I mean, GM. It's also a. It's a nod to GMOs as well. Oh yeah.
2: Yeah, I also thought like when he said it, I was like, "Is this like a weird thing of telling us that we drink too much sugar?" Because like, <laughs> has yeah, has the political
3: commentary in my X Men movies like just gotten so like sugar is bad, like Monsanto is evil. So, well, like, is, it, is that what? It's, it's got the level after that school this one's special at. level. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, I was
2: like, oh, they've got a really good point. Like, I don't know, I try and drink a lot less sugar but all hey, right.
1: gu- hey guess what kids the
0: hidden message of this movie is that corn syrup is gonna zap your balls
2: also <laughs> sidebar if you're like an older white man and you were raised by a scientist and you are also a scientist why must you turn into an evil <laughs> maniac why couldn't you actually cure cancer that's useful
1: can't cure cancer because it's not profitable You know what's profitable? Making a...
2: Weaponizing the X-Gene. A lifetime. (laughs) Also, I just found it so creepy that he was just like, he was so happy about X-24. Oh, yes. Young Logan. And then everybody else, he was just like, eh, they're just its. And I'm like, you're such a dumbass waste of breath. I, for a while, I thought leave for like at least
1: uh, two minutes, I thought Leave Schreiber was Mm. X-24 because they made... Young Hugh Jackman in the hairstyle of Lee Schreiber from the mm-hmm. of his saber tooth look uh. from previous movies, and I was like, whoa! And then I was just, nope, they're just doing a lot of saber tooth parallelism. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, damn, though, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, did you actually have specific content about the cure corn syrup? I know you already discussed no, some of the things. No, you basically
3: had. just that. Yeah, just like in case people miss that little detail. Yeah, because it it confused me once I was like. Okay, so Professor Xavier murdered some yeah. of the X-Men. Yes. Well, and that was like, really the... Enough, enough where, like, he killed the... He would have to He, you know, he accidentally killed a half dozen X-Men. Yes. And then, like, that would be enough where they'd be like, okay, well, we're just... Shutting down the we're school. We're not... We're done.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, so, and to, to be fair, like, too, because I think this is one of the issues that I was sort of, like, kind of yelling at you, around you about, because I was like, okay, cool, so he... Ki- Kill seven of the X-Men. I understand. Like, that is terrible. Like, once you figure out that this person that you love, who's like a father to you, is going... It's a bomb. It's a bomb, and that's really sad. And then I was like, but why wouldn't they be looking for him? For one of two reasons. One, to do what Logan's doing to help him. Because Mm. you can't tell me that they would just be like, yeah, peace out, dude. (laughs) Like, fuck you. (laughs) Yeah. Two, to kill him. Mm. Or, like, to disable him in a way that he could never do this. Like, and that's... You know, it would still be in keeping. And then I was thinking just recently, like, I'm like, maybe they went to Canada and they're the ones who are talking to the kids and being like, no, come here. Yeah, maybe. I mean, they could have left because otherwise I'm just like, this was a year ago. Where did they go? Like, you can't just tell me that they were just like, yeah, peace out. And yeah, we're just going to let these like militants just take us down that's fine like this has been happening for 25 years but we'll just let it yeah we're we're fine we're also everything's fine you can create weird
1: um you can you can sort of draw into that a little bit you can say the reavers have been murdering mutants on the sly for for years possibly or secret governments yeah i mean because there's a lot they cherry pick what continuity they want to use
2: yeah and like and like michael very kindly explained to me he's like you know they're they're just cherry picking this because they're really just trying to wrap up
1: wolverine
2: yeah and like to a certain extent like sir patrick stewart as mm-hmm. xavier and then there's the whole double timeline thing which I think is mm. stupid but um do not think of
1: this movie as part of any x-men timeline but if you have seen the x-men movies know that they do reference moments as mm. if they happened and they really are inconsequential it's more background information
2: yeah and i mean like i do kind of love that they took this opportunity to be like okay cool like we're canon but not Mm, yeah so we can play in this gray area and make this the movie we should be doing without yeah. it having any lasting repercussions at all for the rest of the team. Because I told Ben I was like, that's just kind of it's just really I'm really depressed now. Yeah. Like not only did I have to sit next to this terrible woman, but now every like theoretically everybody's dead except for these poor children who are just running amok. Nope. And like
1: alternate timeline. And I'm also
2: like, you're going to Canada and it looks like it's turning into winter <laughs> and I'm under no <laughs> illusions about what Canada looks like in the winter. Because I live in Minnesota <laughs> oh. and it's very similar. So Possibly colder. Maybe there's more maple syrup. I don't know. But maple syrup. Murple syrup. syrup.
0: Probably less corn syrup. Supposed to corn syrup.
2: Hopefully. And ta da. Yeah.
1: Ta da. Any more comments, friends? Uh drinking game. Drink Oh someone slaughtered.
3: Dr- yeah, drink every drink for every decapitation.
1: Okay. Uh or like every time a face is cut into fourth. No. I don't want to die.
2: <laughs> I just want to <laughs> feel the pain. I just
1: <laughs> I just need to yeah. I just need to. Have, like, five or six shots. Find yeah. out what booze uh, Hugh Jackman's drinking and, you know, drink with. All of it's it. It's mostly Jim Beam. It's all oh, okay. of it.
2: He, I think he found every <laughs> bottle, and he was just like, I think I'll go for this now. <laughs> like, in the hotel room, I was like, shit, son. Like, what? You were just, like, snacking on that? I was like,
3: open <laughs> up the hotel bar. You know, like, when you, you, when you brush your teeth, you got to rinse out your mouth.
2: Well, also, my first thought was, like, shit. Hugh, those are like $6 each. <laughs> like, <it's,
1: laughs> you got to be
2: buying the meds. They Just were very, walk down to the lobby to they the were hotel very bar. very low-key about money in this film, actually. Like, I was surprised that he bought the truck. Like, I was really surprised. Like, because that was really the only time that you saw them exchange money for anything. No, well, yeah. So, I mean... S- sure. I don't know. It's boring. I really, li- really like this movie, even though it was super... Order. fairly graphically violent i can't use super graphically violent cuz i have seen deadpool and that's just like a little too much um Fair but enough. like it was nice cuz it was broken up by nice plot points and mm-hmm. i liked laura she's badass she's a badass you of
0: which, take a drink every time uh, there's just a scene of her eating something
2: oh my god
1: <laughs> the cereal <laughs> seems like great eating.
2: oh that was so great she's just, like so great. she's like i know i'm going to have to kill them but i'm going to get my i'm going to get my special k first <laughs>
1: priority <laughs> gotta get yeah. that brand Grow on bones <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: One would hope. <hold. laughs> oh no alright that's good enough looks like that'll wrap it up today superfan super movie studies is recorded and produced and if you like what you hear please do
3: go to your it- local neighborhood iTunes and type in supermovie something something in the <laughs> in the search bar um, and we might show up Or you can visit our Facebook page. Um, Either way, find a way to listen to our episodes, and wherever you listen to them, give us a a rating and a review. Love it. We will we will love all of those.
0: And most importantly, go to our Twitter feed because we do stuff there. Usually, Mm. Twitter Tom is always there for superhero conversations. At Super M Studies,
1: uh, Twitter question of the week: How did all the mutants go away? Where Where did they they go?
0: go? Where did they come from? Where did they go? Where
1: and did is they come Cotton from? From Joe involved? <laughs> Mostly, yeah. Like, where? What? Like the X Men? Are we assuming the X Men school is only made up of like twenty kids?
2: And they're all adults now in this or, co- like, in this continuity. And like, how old would they be? I don't know. Like, yeah, those. That's really the main question that started to bother me after the whole like Jean yeah. thing because I was just like, wait a minute, you, you got can't. So- You got something in 144
1: characters? Like, give it to us. I will take the short answers, please. Um, Especially on Twitter. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, And that'll do it. Um, If anyone can explain why we suddenly got 500 hits in one day... Please let me know if you are that fan. It's me. Yeah, it's you.
2: <laughs> Not because of me. I'm very funny. Oh,
1: I got you. I see that. Well, I mean,
2: you have to be when you marry Ben.
1: Probably. Yeah, uh, okay. Also, side note, up.
2: I I do roast Ben a lot, but I really do love him quite a bit. He's got he got a haircut today. It looks flawless. Hey,
1: like, I said the same thing. Yeah, it's like we're married.
3: who's married to who me and michael or i was
2: like i don't know Michael. who's married to whom i was like i don't know michael i can guarantee you ben and i do some like other married (laughs) stuff
3: i don't don't come onto the show to listen to your grammar shit
1: (laughs) (laughs) i do uh so that'll do it today i'm your host michael Maurer. pretty sure pretty sure we
3: did this already did we yeah
2: that's ben the condescending voice in the background we did not i'm ben's wife we did not austin
1: and i'm ben I guess. No, you. We didn't do it already. You're high as hell. All right. Thank you <laughs> so much for listening, and have yourself a super
2: week. Bye.
1: Bye. Don't How's get old and die.
2: Oh, <laughs> this is a downer. <laughs> this world may frown upon the things I have you do, but I got taste and I got
0: style. I know the twists and turns to make your life worth. More. better